This is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life. This is what we're all about. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. Bill McMahon along with Mark Hossettler. And we are going to be talking about John 19. But first, uh, this Monday, so this show mm-hmm. is going to air on Friday. So then Monday, which is March 7th. 7th, thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keep me straight, Mark. Yep. <laughs> March 7th, mm-hmm. we're starting our 40 days. So I might not have known what date it was, but I knew it was Monday. So yeah. we're doing the 40 days of seeking God. Now, mm-hmm. for a lot of Christians, a lot of Catholics, they started on Ash Wednesday. So you'll see some, I've seen some pictures already show up of people with ash on their forehead. And so Ash Wednesday is the beginning of their Lent season. Mm-hmm. The reason why we start Monday is both are going to go roughly that 40 days. In the Catholic tradition, they take off on Sundays. So they, so if they were uh, giving up coffee or they were giving up chocolate, they'd be like, okay, six days a week I do this, seventh, week I, seventh day I don't. We start on Monday because we just go 40 days straight through. Like yeah. I just don't think, usually if I'm trying to quit something, it's not really helping me to take a break from that for one day a week you know it's just easier just Mm -hmm. no i'd just rather go 40 days straight and then we end on good friday yep so so i so that's why we do the 40 days starting on monday if you're wondering well how come you know a lot of other people i talked to started lent on ash wednesday which i have friends that started lent on ash friend ash wednesday too but that's why so we're going to start on monday because we don't take sundays off so we just go through every day as far as whatever we gave up and our practices are, we're going to be doing our devotional. Yeah. For those uh, version, a U version Bible app devotional. The whole church is kind of encouraged to, to join it. Uh, you can find it on eagleville.church under the 40 days tab. Okay. 40 days of yeah, seeking I'll go God check that tab. Out. And um, you can actually click the, click the Bible. It'll actually take you right to our church's invitation to join uh, into the plan on you version good uh, through the church you know so i'll probably do that yeah i'll probably yeah, it's do a that. great thing um uh, it's an intentional way for us just to kind of gear up uh to look ahead you know during lent to see what we're going to be talking about today out of john 19 you know to see the crucifixion in a whole new light to prepare ourselves for that event and then ultimately Easter, you know. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Easter being the big exciting day because mm-hmm. we get chocolate and Easter bunnies. <laughs> oh my I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just wanted to give some of you out there a heart attack right now. You just right gave now. me a heart attack. I'm sitting right next to you. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> no, Resurrection Sunday is an exciting day. And, you know, obviously mm-hmm. that's our hope that there's eternal life. And for all our loved ones who pass away, hey, there's yeah. eternal life. There's a resurrection. Like Paul said, if we don't have that hope. We're the most miserable exactly of all. Right. You might as well eat, drink, and yep. for tomorrow you die. It, it just doesn't even matter if there's yep. no resurrection. So yep. uh, the resurrection is ultimately super important. Uh, I enjoy it. Like, we have the six fast days, which is challenging, obviously. Those are you on know, Fridays. Those are on yeah. Fridays. You mm-hmm. don't have to give up. I'll, I'll eat dinner, and I'm usually pretty strident about it. So if I eat dinner at 7 o'clock on Thursday night, I'm probably not going to eat till 7 o'clock on Friday night. So I try to actually have like my house in order and have my act together. So I'm eating actually at a normal time on Thursday. So then 
the next evening, Friday night, I'll eat again. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you definitely feel hungry. Some people can't do that. And I don't like, we're not legalistic about it. Nope. We're not, it's, it's, this is a you and God thing. This isn't a me and you thing. And that's where, you know, we have to distinguish between Christian and Christian. I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. You're going to do it the way you want to do it. You might not want to fast at all. And that's okay. You may want to give up lunch or just breakfast. That's fine too. It's like, yep. it doesn't matter to, it doesn't matter to us. And and somebody wrote to me actually, which I thought was really sweet. Young lady in the church wrote to me and asked me about ideas of what to give up. Man, was I excited to hear yeah. this young lady want to get closer to God. Great. That was so awesome. And so I just talked to her about what I have done. You know, I've given up coffee, decided this year I'm not going to do it. I'll probably give up. I think I'm going to give up any sweet drink, you know, no, no sugar and coffee, no lemon tea, nothing, mm -hmm. everything unsweet. I might even go as far as to give up like candy and everything, just mm -hmm. any sugar, except if it comes from fruit. Yeah. You know, like I'll eat an apple or eat an orange, right. but maybe like nothing chocolate, no M&Ms, mm -hmm. no cake, no pie. Nothing. Yeah. And I, and I still haven't yet solidified what I'm giving up yet. I mean, I'm, I'm still processing through it. I still don't know. So, I don't know. It'll either. be interesting. Yeah. What should Mark give up? Write <laughs> yeah. in the comments. Go ahead, write it in the comments. Go ahead, write Let in the comments. Know. What should Mark give up? <laughs> but I, I look for it. So, we give up. There's almsgiving, too. I mean, it's a big part yes. of it. Is yes. the We say almsgiving. I know there's a churchy term for you, but just giving, and we'll give towards the uh, Honduras mission trip. So, yeah. sacrificial giving, really. The church is hosting a kind of a, a, a small. Um, uh, small mission trip it's a week-long yeah. mission trip to honduras and we've got a ton of people signed up for it you know and so what we wanted to do is just give the church an opportunity to give in a special way towards that trip and everything that'll be given will be taken off of everybody's kind of required or amount, you know or if they need tools down there or if they need something we'll yeah. put it towards that it's like yeah. we don't know we haven't decided 100 like what we'll put it to is really whatever the needs are mm -hmm. of the trip is what we're going to do we're just going to use it wisely let's put it that way so you have giving you have sacrifice you have fasting you have the devotional that we're going to yeah. read it's going to be a great yeah. time now if you have your bibles turn to john 19 and get ready because we're going to fly through this there's a lot to cover yeah in our 15 minutes left of this podcast and then the next podcast we always cut we usually do two on each chapter so so this is the first one. So we're just going to talk about Jesus Christ being sentenced and how he handled that injustice. And I said, then Pilate, this is verse one, John 19. Then Pilate took Jesus, had him flogged, simply stated, miserable. Oh my gosh. The flesh right off your back. Terrible. Soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns. I mean, I'd be at this point, if that were me, I'm sure I'd be like sick to my stomach. Oh. And the night before he just had a big meal with his disciples. Right. Yeah. And so now it's just, yeah. Boom. And uh, so they put this crown of thorns on his head. They clothed him in a purple robe. They went up to him again and again, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. And they slapped him in the face. Mm. So I think of the, the beating, the thorns, the mocking. And it's, it's difficult for me to imagine God watching this and not wanting to literally just kick butt. Come down here, <laughs> knock some heads together. I mean, it's, it's a great point. I mean, I think consume about it. some people with fire, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. to, the restraint of God not to oh. unleash holy terror on those people is, is amazing in his love and patience. He that that was even allowed. Yeah, Harsh. you said you said it's hard for to imagine God watching it. Think about it like this. It's hard to imagine God enduring it. Yeah, well, God the Father watching it, yeah, God the Son enduring it, right? I yeah. know, but God himself is actually enduring this mocking and pain and, right. and hardship 
as the son, the second person of right. the trim, Trinity, you know? And that's just, it's so hard to imagine. I mean, the, the temptation, even in another account where it says, you know, um, he, he said he can call down angels, you know, legions of angels to come and save him, you know, stuff like that. It's like, yeah, he could have. He well, could have. So I would be ticked. I'm just saying I'd be ticked. Oh, my goodness. I'd be ticked. Un, no doubt about it. It's it's unjust. It's mm-hmm. like I'm fired up about Russia coming into Ukraine because you see pictures and you see maternity hospitals blown up, grocery stores intentionally targeted. Or, orphanages. What are you blowing that, yeah. up? Why are you blowing up? They're blowing up school buildings and art centers and all kinds of things. They have no business blowing up. There's no military consequence whatsoever. They're just doing it to be mean. Uh, I don't, I don't care for that stuff. I don't like injustice at all. No, no. I see this Christ has done nothing wrong. So he beats him. They mock him, slap him in the face. And once more, Pilate came out and said to the Jews gathered there, look, I'm bringing him out to you to let you know that I find no basis of a charge for him. Now, very interesting. I find no basis for a charge against him, but I just beat the tar out of him. Yeah, he's just trying to appease him. Right. He 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 can't see anything wrong um, with Jesus, but the people are telling him he has to be punished. Right. So this first flog, I mean, this thing, this is probably the least uh, form of punishment that he could have given him, really. You yeah, know, and because it's, of it's what enough they were to saying, almost kill you. you know? And yeah, exactly. But he was like, you know, if I do this, it might, they might, sympathize with him and they might let him free because i'm not i don't want to put him to death well that was you know? getting you started like people going to get crucified would get flawed because then they're even more ready to die yeah so he did take a you know you could say a good strong half step in that direction having mm-hmm. him flogged in the mm-hmm. but it's still the point that i would like to pronounce and make clear it's very unjust because he said himself i find no basis for a charge absolutely I find no base. There's mm-hmm. no basis for a charge. You've done absolutely nothing wrong, and yet somebody's saying because we were actually talking in our Revolution Bible study about people being blameless, and Christ was. But you can be blameless, like I said. You know, it's blameless in God's eyes mm-hmm. because you could be blameless, do everything right, and still have somebody accuse you of wrongdoing. You could have, in other words, uh, I'm a cult leader. If you didn't know, uh, I'm not. But it's you know, people say <laughs> stuff like that. It's been the most common thing I've ever heard. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. You can go through and you can work hard and you can help people and you can do the right thing. You still have somebody out there saying it's this or that. Christ does everything right. He heals people. He teaches the truth. You still have a group of people here. He deserves to be crucified. And when they try, when they see him in this crown of thorns and purple robe, as soon as the chief priest and their official saw him, they shouted, crucify, crucify it. And Pilate answered, take him yourself and crucify him. I find no basis for a charge against him. Now it's twice he yeah. said it. He's innocent of all wrongdoing, and he still suffers. And they insisted, well, he has, we have a law that he must die because he claimed to be the son of God. And let's be very clear about that. That's why he's dying. Because because his claim of being the son of God, the Jews um, didn't believe that, you know? they and But when people say, no, Jesus didn't claim to be God, no, it's very clear. That's exactly why they're putting him to death, you know? He said um, he had said in the pre you're going to see the son of man seated at the right hand of God. We have yep. no further need of evidence. They yeah. tore their clothes, right? And yep. John 8, 58, he said, mm-hmm. I tell you, before Abraham was, I am. Yep. In John 10, 30 through 33, I and the Father are one. Again, the Jewish opponents picked up stones to stone him, but Jesus said to them, I've shown you many good works from the Father, for which of these do you stone me? Again, he's done nothing wrong. He's done everything right. Well, we're not stoning you for any good work, but for blasphemy because you, a mere man, claim to be God. Yeah. So 
clearly the understood what Jesus Christ was saying. And then when he said it with his own words, they want to kill this guy. And yep. it really comes down to, and let's be super clear about this. Mm-hmm. They are not crucifying Jesus Christ just because he said he was a son of God. That was their pretext. They're jealous of this man. Mm. They're killing him because they're jealous of his power. They're jealous of the people looking yeah. to him. This is all about power. This is all about control. Like a lot of things are when it comes to politics Absolutely. and government. Yep. They they can't stand it. They're jealous of it. It clearly says they turned him over out of envy. The whole thing of him saying he's at the right, did they really care what Jesus Christ said? They didn't believe in him anyway. No, they don't really care what Jesus Christ has to say. It was their reason to kill him. But they wanted to kill him before any of those words. They had already committed themselves to killing Jesus Christ yeah. before he made that comment to the high priest, you'll see me seated at the right hand of God. Before that comment was made, they already were determined they were going to kill That's him. That's true. They met right. with Judas. I right. mean, they, they, they decided, you know what, they were going to plot for his death. But know? if you want to say, yeah, it took the Son of Man to die for our sins. So, yeah, mm-hmm. clearly he is going to the cross because he yeah. is the Son of God. Now, yeah. Pilate hears him say this, make this comment that, well, he claimed to be the Son of God. What? What he, 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 he got scared, man. He's even more afraid. Uh, yeah, he's even more afraid. He's like he okay, already was afraid. Yeah, and now he's more afraid. <laughs> mm-hmm. So think about that. When you catch these words in the Bible, when it says that he's more afraid, not saying he wasn't afraid before. He's already nervous about what he's doing to Jesus Christ. His wife had come to him in Matthew twenty seven nineteen when Pilate was sitting on the judge's seat. His wife sent him a message: "Don't have anything to do with that innocent man, for I've suffered a great deal in a dream because of him." Wow. Yeah. That's chilling, to be it, honest it with really you. It really is. Right. Yeah. God's yeah. trying to warn Pilate so Pilate knows exactly what's going on. He's trying to warn him and tell him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because even though Pilate didn't want this to happen, even though he knew he was innocent, even though all of that stuff, you know what the Scripture makes clear? That uh, Pilate was responsible. Right. He well, suffered under Pontius Pilate. Well, right. you know. But he's not as guilty. Like Jesus Christ will tell him later on, you're not as yeah. guilty. It doesn't yeah. mean you're not guilty. He was. He, he still had responsibility. That's right. Yeah. But anyway, in verse 9 then, he says he went back inside the palace. He wants to know from Jesus Christ. Pilate asked Jesus, where do you come from? But Jesus gave him no answer. He said, do hmm. you refuse to speak to me, Pilate said? Don't you realize I have the power either to free or to crucify you? Now, before going on and looking at Christ's response to that, Isaiah 53, 7, he was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter as a sheep before his shears of silence, so he did not open his mouth. That's definitely a trial time of Christ. He didn't say much, not anywhere. Yeah. He just took it. He goes, don't you know I have the power? And he said, you'd have no power over me if it were not given you from above. Therefore, the one who handed you over to me is guilty of a greater sin. From then on, Pilate tried to set Jesus free, but the Jewish leaders kept shouting, if you let this man go, you're no friend of Caesar's. Yeah. Anyone who claims to be a king opposes Caesar. This is a trap, a political trap. They are politically trapping him because it's like, if you don't listen to us right now right. and you acknowledge him as king, that's disloyalty to your boss. Right. And that'll get you fired. That'll, you know, and from or that killed. moment on, you see a whole shift in pilot. You see a shift. He's, He's like, trapped. all right, we're trapped. Bring out the, 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 uh, what do you call it? The, um, the courtroom pretty much, you right. know, bring out, bring it out. We're going to sentence him right now because I, I don't want to risk losing my job. You right. know, I don't want to lose that or dying. Yeah. Right. He could have gotten executed for they, that. They, they were in that sense. They were smart. Right. They trapped him. 
He was right there. He was trapped. But he know? trapped himself in that he was listening to the wrong voices in the first place. He should have looked at Jesus Christ, listened to him, just turned him loose out the back door and said, get out of here. He Agreed. shouldn't have even been talking yeah. to them at all. Agreed. He didn't. Yeah. Pilate never had to come back and even have another meeting. I mean, if this, as a leader, you know there's certain people you have to listen to and certain people you don't. Mm -hmm. And he's the boss. He's the governor there. He doesn't have to put up with any of this. He could have said, listen, take Jesus Christ out through the back hallway, let him out the back door, get him out of here. He's done nothing wrong. And he could have just walked out to him. I turned him loose. And when they yelled and screamed about it, see ya. Have a nice Passover, guys. He could have. That's true. He's listening to the wrong voices. And I think that sometimes we put ourselves in a bad situation because mm -hmm. he shouldn't have marched him back out there. Sometimes, like, we put ourselves in a situation we just shouldn't be in in the first place. Like, maybe we shouldn't have put ourselves in temptation. We shouldn't have gone to that place where we were already mad anyway, yeah. and then we go to someone's house we're mad at, and then, you know, somebody gets punched or something gets broken or yep. some words get said. Maybe you just shouldn't have put yourself in that position to start with. Maybe you should have already known that. I just don't need to be in front of this person today. Like, I really don't yeah. need to be in this situation today. And I think that's where we have to be smart. For Christ's perspective, I look at him handling the injustice. He's going to trust God. It says, like, it says in the Bible in First Peter 2 that he didn't revile, he didn't retaliate. Yep. He entrusted himself to God who judges justly. Yep. He, Jesus Christ doesn't need to worry about it. He's just letting God take care of it. And when that's we amazing. come in some, into injustice, that's a great thing for us to do. Yep. You realize yep. you're not saying anything, Jesus. You're not saying anything. It's not, listen, he had said plenty to God. He had played, prayed plenty about it. He didn't need to say anything to Pontius Pilate because the truth of the matter is Jesus Christ knew that no matter what he said to Pontius Pilate, Pontius Pilate is still going to listen to that crowd. That's right. Why well, say anything? Well, Why didn't Jesus Christ say anything? Because it's pointless. Jesus Christ told him, he's going to tell him, you would have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. Therefore, the one who handed you over to handed me over to you is guilty yeah. of a greater sin. Listen, here he's saying, you don't even have power except if God gave it to you. That's right. And I think he's now he's speaking of the main point. Yeah, Pontius Pilate and the people, the chief priests, all of that, they're all players in this role. But Jesus understands the time. The time's fulfilled now. Right. And now God's orchestrating this to make the, his death happen. Right, That's sure. what's happening. Sure. So he's recognizing that God himself has put you in this spot. Right. He's put you in this place. Of but authority. the human machine that got there, the human mechanism that mm -hmm. got him there was full of injustice. It was oh, yeah. full of wrongdoing. No doubt about and, it. Yep. And Jesus Christ is quiet because there's no point. No matter what he tells him, you know, he had already said in the prior, you were rightfully said that I am a king, mm. but my kingdom's not of this earth. Yeah. He's already told him that. It doesn't matter. It wouldn't matter if he said, I came straight from heaven. Yep. I came here to die for sins. You're going to hell if you do this, Pilate. It wouldn't matter what he said. Pilate's still going to give him up at the end of the day. Absolutely. And he knows that. And like you said, that's part of God's plan. Mm -hmm. But it's also part of who Pilate is. It's just part of the whole circumstance. I mean, why why are we wasting time talking to people who aren't going to listen anyway? How about we think about that for a second? Wow. Yeah. Why am I going to talk to people that I know for a fact aren't going to listen? It's yeah. not going to matter what, what I say. It's not going to matter what I do because they're going to run home and listen to whoever anyway. And if you mm -hmm. know it, you must just keep your mouth shut. I think Jesus Christ did the right thing. You know, there's, he knows what God's will is for him. He's trusting himself to God. Yeah. He's already prayed about all these things. He knows how it's going to go. And if there's no point in talking, there's no point in talking. He set a good example for us. I yeah, mean, absolutely. Really I mean, yeah. When, when it, you know, the temptation when there's wrongful accusations, the temptation is to just respond in defense. I'm trying to defend myself and I'll do it until I'm blue in the face, you know? Yes, and well, if you're talking to me, that's fine. 
But if you're talking mm-hmm. out there to somebody who's going to hate you no matter what you say, and it's already decided, yeah. it's already decided, it's already said, why am I even talking? Why that's am I exactly even bothering? Right. That's what no I was going to say. Sometimes it's just best just to just shut up. Right. <laughs> you know? That's the and just, you know what? Offense. You know what's true in your heart, so just, just know it. Handling you know? injustice, best offense at times. Perhaps many times. It's just yeah. no defense. Yeah. You just let your record That's stand. Right. I mean, Jesus Christ, he already said he did nothing wrong. I find no calls of wrongdoing within him because with Jesus Christ, his record stood for what it was. And it, and who are we worshiping today? Not Pilate and That's not right. these religious leaders. We yep. worship Jesus. Yep. And so Pilate heard this. He brought Jesus out, sat, sat down at the judge's seat, and other passages kind of washes his hands of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is the preparation day of the Passover. It's about noon. Here's your king, Pilate said to the Jews. But they shouted, take him away, take him away, crucify him. Shall I crucify your king? We have no king but Caesar. Mm-hmm. They said the chief priest answers. Finally, Pilate handed him over to them to be crucified yeah. and politics obviously comes into the next situation but you know we're going to pick this up mark we're going to pick this up in the next podcast and we appreciate you tuning in and listening to this part of john 19 we encourage you to tune in to the next one when that comes out in a few days uh share the podcast like the podcast follow the page uh the youtube page on Inkable bible church we appreciate it you guys all have a great and a blessed week